Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 157. Welcome to EntrepreneurOnFire.com, where remarkable entrepreneurs share their inspiring story. Let their journey illuminate your path to success. And now, your host, John Dumas. Fire Nation, what's that next great idea you have? It's time to take powerful action, and step one is setting up your website. I've created a seven-minute tutorial that walks you through acquiring your domain for free all the way to your first post. Go to eofirewebsite.com to access this great tutorial, your free domain, and much more. That's eofirewebsite.com. Okay, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Tim Roberts. Tim, are you prepared to ignite? Absolutely. All right. For the past decade, Tim has helped thousands of business owners and sales professionals generate hundreds of millions of dollars for their businesses through word of mouth marketing. With the current changes in the global economy, Tim has seen businesses struggle to not only strive and grow, but in many cases, just survive. And he's going to share with us today how even in this economy, we can thrive. I've given Fire Nation a little overview, Tim, but why don't you take a minute, tell us about you personally, we want to get to know you, and then tell us about what you have going on in the business world. Sure. Um, Currently, I am the uh, franchise owner for three franchises of a networking organization called BNI. I've been doing that for the past decade. And recently, just this past year, launched a new initiative called SuccessThroughReferrals.com, which is an online training site and support site for small business owners, sales professionals on learning the skill set of networking. You kind of hit on the idea that I've been working with small business owners again for the past decade and, and trying to help them not only grow their business and and strive through the economy, but in some cases survive and teach them that we can really collaborate together and and work together to do that and shouldn't be trying to compete with everybody. But uh, how networking and working together can make sure that we all become more successful. So uh, between working with with members actually networking with our BNI organization and teaching others through success through referrals, it's just been a, a passion of mine to watch people really grow their business in a more enjoyable, more effective, and more efficient way. Very interesting stuff, Tim. Now, how old are you right now? I am currently 31. So 31. So at 21 years old, you started with these three franchises. Can you just take us back really quickly to that, how a 21-year-old picks this up? How did you get into it? Um, it's actually a great, uh, I think it's a great story. Anyways, I was, um, I got involved with the organizations that I currently own even earlier than that, kind of working in the, in the field a little bit, working in the office. Um, my, I was actually a member. It's not the first thing I did when I was in college. I interned and then, um, ran a financial planning practice right out of college uh, so I became involved in BNI as a member, somebody who was trying to network and and grow my business through referrals and right. try to you know do all those things that every small business owner does. But through that, I became more involved in the organization. Uh, my parents actually ended up getting very involved just before I got out of college, so it gave me an opportunity to kind of get involved in the ground level. I started uh, becoming a director and working with other members. I started doing some of our trainings and just found that that was something I really enjoyed doing. 
and eventually was just decided to make the switch. I was very successful at financial planning and stuff, just found that it was not my thing. I just really did not enjoy doing it, no matter how much success I was having, and was really passionate and, and really enjoyed working with others in this area and, and was able to make a jump and, and make it happen full time. Well, that's great stuff, Tim, because that's what Entrepreneur on Fire is all about. It's about finding your passion, following your passion, taking that leap without really knowing if there's a net to catch you. So thank you for sharing that. And we'll transition now to our first real topic, which is the success quote, because we just love getting that motivational ball rolling here at Entrepreneur on Fire. So take it away, Tim. Yep. Uh, And it's something I talk a lot about when I'm out speaking. I kind of tweaked it a little bit for me, but the original quote that I, I really enjoy is, some people want it to happen, some wish it would happen, and others make it happen, which is actually a Michael Jordan quote. Um, and I just firmly believe in that, that if we want something to happen, we can either sit back and hope, or we can go out and make it happen. Uh, and something I think about every day when I'm out there is whatever it is I desire, whatever it is I want to do, it's up to me to make that happen, um, and whatever that takes. That's a very fitting quote right now, Tim, because as we speak, Michael Jordan is just turning 50 years old. Can you believe that? That's amazing. <laughs> I mean, it makes me in my low 30s like yourself feel pretty old because I can remember him in the prime, prime of his life. Absolutely. And then small too, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> so take it down to the ground level, Tim. How have you actually applied this quote, this mantra to your everyday life? so many different ways that's where to even begin. I think a lot of it is just putting in those extra hours. It always amazes me when I talk with people, especially um, our age, um, about you know where I am in life with success, whether it's friends, whether it's colleagues, whether it's members of ours. And a lot of people, you even hear it, they'll even say, oh, you're so lucky, you're so this. And really, luck has nothing to do with it. I mean, as an entrepreneur, I work 80, 90 hours a week so that I don't have to work 30, 40 hours a week. <laughs> you know, so it's a matter of you know, when uh, between running three franchises, which st- expand pretty far geographically and then starting a new one, it's a matter of, you know, making the sacrifices that you have to make in order to get the things you want. So for me, sacrifice might be sleep for one thing. You know, I try to set my alarm to get up at five thirty, six o'clock every morning, the latest, uh, which, you know, I try to get in a few hours of work before most people are even trying to get up because I want to make sure that I I have the time to do everything I want to do without making some sacrifices. Because one thing I, I hear a lot of people talk about, especially when it comes to networking, is not having enough time. You know, you know, my family, my friends, my business, all these things come first. And I don't disagree with that. It's just a matter of if making time for everything. So I don't want to sacrifice. I have a 19-month-old daughter. I don't want to sacrifice time with her so I will get up earlier instead of working later or whatever it is. And just making sure that I don't let any excuse come in and get in the way of what I want to accomplish. No, I love that mentality, Tim. And in fact, being an army officer myself, we just lived by the mantra of we get more done before 9 a.m. than the rest of the world does all day. Exactly. (laughs) So let's transition, Tim, to our next topic, which is failure, which are challenges, obstacles that as entrepreneurs we're facing every single day. But take us back to a time in your journey when you just failed or when you just came up against this obstacle, this challenge that was so difficult, you really had to dig deep to overcome this. And then take us through how you did overcome this failure, this challenge. I think there's, you know, a lot of stories in that case of of challenges and failures. Um, And I think I'll probably, I guess I'll share two. Cool. 
uh, if you will. One was when I was actually um, doing my financial planning practice. Uh, you know, I was commission only. A lot of struggles there. A lot of work um, trying to build up a paycheck when a lot of my friends were out. You know, and they had nine to five jobs and were making money and doing all kinds of things. And in that, I actually had one case, and that was an utter failure, but also led to a lot of great things after. Which was a case I was working on for months and months, and it was supposed to be really a six-figure payday for me um, when everything was done. And so worked with this potential client, met with them multiple times, was bringing in other experts, presented all the information, was really getting excited for this to fall, uh, all come together, and then just got a call one day and said, yeah, we went with somebody else. Boom. Explanation, just boom. And after months and months and months of work, you know, it was really, that was a really big hit, especially when I was expecting, again, six figures. <laughs> coming in. So that was going to be my career day right there. And I learned a couple of things um, from that. The biggest one being something I teach with networking, which was uh, learning people's personalities and really how to... We all live by the golden rule of do unto others as we want done to ourselves. And I really learned uh, the platinum rule at that time, which was do unto others as they want to be done, uh, <laughs> which is why I lost the case. And, you know, because I presented the information in the way I would have loved it, but not the way uh, this individual loved it. And it also led me to really realizing what I think was a failure um, was I spent a few years doing something I wasn't passionate about, that I hated. And uh, I mean, to the point where I used to be driving to client meetings hoping they would call and cancel because I just didn't want to do it. And I think that was a failure that I needed to have to really realize what I was passionate about and why now what I do, you know, I work even more hours and put in more time and run around crazy, but I never think of it as work. It's just something I really love doing and can see where this could go and in the future. So I think, you know, the failure of losing that case taught me some lessons that I've taken into play when I'm out networking and meeting with people and trying to work with them. But it also led to me realizing that I was really failing, even though I was making a lot more money at that time than I did when I switched to owning these franchises. Um, I was failing myself. I was just, I was miserable. No, it's so true, Tim. I mean, no matter how hard you try, your passion or lack thereof is going to shine through. So if you are just really deep down, not into what you're doing, your mannerisms, just your way of acting, your work is just going to show that. And then obviously the opposite, you know, the 180, when you are passionate, that beam just comes through and, and people can't help but notice how into it, how passionate you are. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I couldn't agree more. In that case, I think that played a lot too, even with why I lost the case. My focus was not, my passion wasn't trying to help the person with all the needs. It was, you know, I was blinded by the dollars, um, which I think played a role in why I didn't get it. And you said you had a second one? The second one was just the fact that I, I look at that time as a failure, a necessary failure. Um, but, you know, that, that couple years of time, I look back and say, okay, what, if I had found my passion even earlier, and I feel very fortunate to have found my passion at a young age, but had I found it earlier, where would I be today? Or how much more could I have gotten done? Um, so I think of, you know, doing something that I just knew I wasn't passionate about, spending years driven by the fact that I could have made good money, led me to do things that, you know, do a job and in, in a, a career that just made me miserable, I think was a failure in and out of itself. Yeah, but at the same time, looking back on that failure and on that journey, it grew you as a person. It probably made you appreciate so much more what you found now than had you just stumbled right upon this in college and the lessons you learned through it have made you better at what you do. So 
Tim, let's move into the other end of the spectrum. That's the aha moment because as entrepreneurs, we are so fortunate to have these aha moments every single day on some level. But take us to a time back in your journey when you just had this great light bulb that just went off. The clouds parted, the sun just shined through, and you said, wow, this is going to resonate with my target audience. This is my true authentic self. Share with us that time. Yeah, I think uh, for me, it was when I was actually taking part of a training while I was um, still a member, but I was also a director at BNI, and I was sitting in a training. And it's something that I really focus on and, and train now, which was going through an exercise of figuring out your passion, your reason for what it is you do. And so what I like to go through with people is, you know, I tell them to kind of imagine they're having a conversation with a five-year-old. Yeah. And, you know, the one thing the five-year-old always is going to ask is why. So (laughs) why do you do what you do? And we all break it down. Well, I really enjoy it. Or it really makes me happy. And just keep going. Why? Why does that make you happy? Why are you passionate about this? And, you know, I was starting to think about doing more B&I and less of the, the financial planning. And that was my aha moment. Like, why was I doing financial planning? I couldn't come up with a reason. The only reason was well, I get to work for myself. I've always been bitten by the entrepreneur bug. I worked for my grandfather who owned a grocery store when I was really young. I always worked for family-owned businesses and knew that's what I wanted to do. But that was the only reason I could come up with for that business, which wasn't enough. Just because I want to work for myself wasn't the answer. There's a million reasons, million ways you can work for yourself. So I started thinking about why was I passionate or why did I enjoy doing trainings and speaking in front of people about networking, even though I wasn't even getting paid for it at the time. And I started thinking back about, you know, where, where's that passion really coming from? And started thinking, broke it all the way down to when I was in high school and realized that, you know, when I was a junior in high school and I was going to private high school and playing hockey, which is, you know, two of probably the most expensive things you could do. <laughs> um, my father and mother were, were both working. And my father was working for the local fire department. He decided to retire early. And so he retired, but he didn't collect his pension. So he went and started his own business. So now we went from a two-income family to really like a one-income family with some stuff coming in as anybody just starting a business. And, you know, junior year in high school, you're starting to plan for college. And I was going to be the first one to go to a four-year school since my mother, my family. So it was a big passion of mine and for my family. And just a couple of weeks later, my mother was laid off. So now we go from a two-income family to, to no income, really. And my mother starts working for herself. And that's when they got involved in, in B&I and networking. And I was watching them try to build these small businesses from the ground up, struggling to do so, yet still wanting their dreams to happen for their kids. So they didn't take me out of school. They didn't take my sister out of school. They still wanted to help me go to college. Um, so they just started racking up debt and debt and debt and debt uh, to make sure that happened. And I was sitting in this training thinking about when I go and I speak to people about networking is, you know, broad as a topic as it is, as boring as a topic as it is for many people. And I'm teaching them how to become more effective in that. What am I really doing? And that's where my passion really came from. And that was my aha moment that this is what I wanted to do full time was I was helping people and trying to help people learn the skill sets, learn how to become more effective by working together and building these relationships that are going to help their business, again, become more efficient, more effective, and more enjoyable so that they don't have to struggle 
the way I firsthand witnessed my parents having to struggle. There was no systems. There was no support even in the organization at that time. There were no trainings. There was nobody really out there trying to teach them how to be better at doing that. They were just day after day after day, you know, running into walls, learning the hard way and, you know, watching them stress over money and stress over the bills and have to, re- you know, refinance and refinance and refinance to make sure that me and my sister didn't have to feel any of that pain. So I really found my passion was, you know, I don't want to see others have to do that as much as I can. I want to see others reach their level of success uh, by working together um, in a much more effective and, again, enjoyable way than I firsthand witnessed. And that was just kind of my aha moment that I've seen it, I've learned it, I've done it, and my passion is making sure that others don't have to run into those walls. Take just a couple minutes here and really bring us down to the ground level. Share with us what your actions were following this aha moment specifically. Uh, quitting. Um, selling life insurance. <laughs> that was that, it was about two days later, I walked in um, to my managing director's office and just said, this isn't for me. Uh, yeah. this, this isn't what I want to do. Um, and we, you know, we just bought the franchise, one franchise of our organization and, and just making that where I said, this is what I want to do. I want to make this full time. Let me make this happen. Even though the money wasn't there to be paying what I was making, you know, selling life insurance, it was, that's fine. It, the money will be there, will grow. Um, because I was just passionate about it. So, I mean, my first step was just walking in and I always will remember, and I always joke about this with people and talk about it with people who, um, I used to work with at that organization about how my managing director ripped me a new one in that office that day <laughs> and told me I would never, I would never make the money I could have made there. I would never have the lifestyle I could have had there and all these things. And it's always fun when I do happen to run by him and I drive a nicer car and do those things now. <laughs> <laughs> Cause you're following your passion. Yeah. And, and I think that's important. You know, just uh, two years ago I was, um, uh, put in New Hampshire's top 40 under 40. And, and I know the word, and I've, I've heard some people talk about that. Uh, he saw that. And that's kind of my motivation is, you know, to prove people wrong at the same time. It's always great having that one motivating factor that's just always there kind of burning in the distance. I mean, it can really drive people to some pretty great places. Well, I felt like it was almost a compliment. I mean, it really upset me that day. But I felt like it was, I mean, if he wasn't that passionate and, and trying to keep me, then I must have been doing something right there. But I just knew it, it wasn't for me. It was, I mean, like I said, if you're driving to client meetings, hoping they're canceling, you can, it's a pretty good sign that this isn't what you should be doing. <laughs> so Tim, you've had some pretty cool things you've already mentioned. 40 under 40, a lot of successes in this new business that you're about to start. Have you had an I've made it moment? Not yet. And I, and I hope I never really do. Honestly, my motivation has always been, um, what's next and where can I go? So I, I, I can't honestly say that I've ever had a moment when I was like, all right, I've made it because I don't want to ever settle and say, okay, now I'm done. Um, I've had some great experiences. I still have some coming up. I know um, getting the, the 40 under 40 in my 20s was a big deal for me, um, the, the, that recognition there. But also just I've been able to present at some of our national and international conferences for BNI and, and BNI is a worldwide organization of 51 countries. So to be able to stand up in my 20s and present to a room full of about 900 people um, who are all listening and wanting to learn, I mean, that was a great moment for me yeah, that yeah. said that, you know, I'd really made it in terms of um, the organization. I, I'm fortunate 
that I come from a family that's heavily involved in the organization. So for me, it was always about making a name for myself beyond the last name because my father has had great success in the organization is um, one of the national trainers for the organization and, and travels the world. So for me to be able to be recognized beyond just being, you know, so-and-so's son, I think that was a good moment for me. But I'm, I'm not anywhere where I want to be yet. I love your answer. And I just love this question specifically because every entrepreneur, every interviewee looks at this question differently. Some say, John, I have an I've made a moment every single day. Other people like yourself say, John, I'll never have an I've made a moment, I hope, because that will denote the end of my journey. And I never want to be the end of my journey because I'm passionate. I love what I do. And you know, for me, it's that's the key word is journey is we're going to be hitting these great milestones as entrepreneurs as we're going on. And it's really key and important to be enjoying those milestones, those successes, those accomplishments. Would you say that you are enjoying your journey? Oh, ab- absolutely. I'm always excited every day on what's going to be new and what's the next thing that we could be doing. Uh, what's the next thing that we could be adding and, and improving on. So um, like I said, I feel very fortunate to have been able to find what my passion was and at an early age so that I can just enjoy even longer journey, I hope. Phenomenal. So Tim, you have a lot of exciting things going on. Pull out two things that are just really exciting you in your business and share them with Fire Nation. Sure. Um, well, I mean, the, the, the launch of successthroughreferrals.com has been extremely exciting and it new for me. Um, I've been, as I said, involved with BNI for many years and having a lot of success there. And I'm excited about how much our members are doing with each other and in terms of business. Um, and that's always going to be a passion of mine. But with the launch of the new business, uh, a new way of doing things in terms of training, uh, I think that's really exciting and, and just going to keep growing. We have a lot of big plans for that. And it's led to new things like blogging, which I had never done, video blogs and those kind of things. So that's really exciting. Um, and with that, we just launched a uh, new initiative in December called Small Business Stimulus Week. This is actually the brainchild of a gentleman named Frank DeRaffley, who has been a mentor of mine for many years. And we were able to partner up um, and, and really create this new initiative that we got involved. Uh, a few BNI regions around the country, we had about 13 states, 7,000 businesses get involved in this one week. And we generated over $31 million in potential business through referrals in five days. Wow. Uh, and that was just with BNI members, and we're really excited about how we're going to make this a national and hopefully international initiative going forward, you know, beyond BNI. We really want this to be the small business focus. And what's really exciting is um, tomorrow, actually, I'm flying to Washington with Frank because we were invited to come meet with a couple U.S. senators to talk about it. They heard, they get, they heard about what we did, and uh, they want to meet with us and talk about how they, maybe they can even get involved. I don't know, but... Um, Really excited to see where this can go and, and take off and getting our small businesses to really realize, again, you know, we control our own destiny. We control our own economy. Uh, we don't need to wait for a stimulus package from the government. We can stimulate our own economy if we you know, collaborate instead of compete. So you have a blog that you're updating. You have videos that you're posting and updating. Do you have an audio podcast? We have an audio podcast. I actually do one for my regional BNI members, um, and that's going to be the next. That's on the on the list for success through referrals. We started with the written blog. Now we're doing video blogs. Um, just built a new green screen studio, so kind of excited about our, our nice. there. Um, and then I think what we're going to do is start trans- um, 
transforming those into some video, uh, some audio podcasts as well for those who could download them and listen to them in their car and stuff like that. Oh, it's mandatory. I was just about to chastise you if you didn't <laughs> have that going on because so many people like yourself just spend so much time in the car these days. And what better place to consume and to really be engaged in this content than through the, your car speakers or when you're at the gym and you have, you know, you're on the treadmill, you're on the elliptical machine. That is literally where 90% of Entrepreneur on Fire listeners actually consume this content. And it's just a great opportunity for people like yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've seen it with our, with our B&I members, and I think that's going to be our next stage um, with the success through referrals. And, and I mean, it's just, it makes sense. And it's a great use of time. I mean, that's another thing we're constantly learning and trying to learn. Uh, and that's what we're trying to do with success through referrals, give people an opportunity to always be learning this important, vital skill set, but on their time. Oh, love it, Tim. So listen, we've now reached my favorite part of the show. We're about to enter the lightning round. And this is where I get to ask you a series of questions. And you come back at us, Fire Nation, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Does that sound like a plan? It sounds interesting. Let's do it. <laughs> what was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I've always been one. Um, I think what was holding me back from being successful again was just finding that passion, finding what it was that I wanted to be doing. I always had the drive. I always knew that I wanted to be working for myself. It never made sense for me to be you know, stuck in a nine to five job that I was limited by other people's decisions and, and couldn't continue to grow always the way I wanted to. But it was, all right, what do I want to do? I think was the first thing. Limited by other people's decisions. That's a great mantra. So, Tim, what's the best business advice you've ever received? Uh, it was, uh, it's kind of sound kind of funny, but I, it meant a lot to me at the time was if there isn't somebody upset with you, you haven't done anything yet. <laughs> and I think what the lesson was, was you, you just, you can't possibly make everybody happy. I think when I was really getting started, it, it really impacted me a lot when somebody was upset with me or with our, with our company. And, you know, and it, it just really drove me insane. I couldn't understand why. And I just wanted everybody to be perfectly happy and just realizing that, that that's just not going to happen. And the more that you push people you know, I look at myself as kind of a coach, if you will. My job is to teach people to do the things they don't want to do that I know they need to do in order to have the success they say they want. And when you take that that role, you're not going to make everybody happy. There's always going to be somebody who has an excuse uh, for why they can't do something. And people are very quick to blame others before they blame themselves. So, Very quick, Tim. And a little twist on that is it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission because so many times people just sit around waiting, waiting for the right time or for somebody to give them the nod when sometimes you're just going to get out there and do it. And you know, you're going to have to ask for forgiveness for a certain sector of the population, but at the same time, you take an action and that's such an important thing to do. Absolutely. So Tim, what's something that's working for you right now? I've been very fortunate to have a great team around me um, in my businesses, and they are really so effective and so passionate about what they're doing that it's really allowing me the time to continue to develop new things and, and look at what's next. I could never have started Success Through Referrals without the dedication of my team behind me in my B&I franchises. I could never uh, spend the time doing videos if if I didn't have that team helping me visit chapters and freeing up that time. So right now it's, it's having that collaborative, well-oiled, well-functioning team uh, that's enabling me to hopefully continue to develop more value and more things uh, 
for our businesses. Do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? Dropbox. Dropbox is the greatest thing for me. Between hmm. running uh, from different offices, doing different things, studio, home, and all that kind of stuff, it's been essential for me to have one place that no matter where I am, I can grab what I need. Um, whether I'm on the road traveling and speaking, whether I'm in the studio, whether I'm at home trying to do stuff, that's been vital. It's incredible. If you could recommend one book for Fire Nation, what would it be? Can I do two? Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, they're both different. Uh, Business-wise, I love the book Inside the Magic Kingdom by Tom Connellan. I think it's a fantastic book for us to really learn some vital um, traits, if you will, to succeed. And it's written in a great way that's a lot of fun. If you've ever been to Disney World, you'll, you'll love the book and the story behind it. It'll make your next trip there even more fun. Um, and then in terms of networking, because that's where my passion is, the, uh, it's a new book called Business, Networking, and Sex, Not What You Think. It was actually written by Frank Tarafli, uh, Hazel Walker, and Dr. Ivan Meisner, which I think has been a great book um, in terms of learning how to work with the opposite sex. So what our different mindsets are and, and how to network more effectively. Because uh, it's pretty close to 50-50 now and going the other way where it used to be dominated male-dominated industry and business, and now it's becoming a female-dominated one. Quick note, Fire Nation, you can get the audio version of this book for free by going to eofirebook.com, a gift from Audible for Entrepreneur on Fire listeners. That's eofirebook.com. So Tim, the next question is kind of a tricky one. It's my favorite. So just take your time, digest it, then come back at us with an answer. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? I would try to find a uh, networking group to go to. It's actually really funny. Um, they actually did this in uh, somewhere in Asia. I forget exactly where. Nice. Where they ran a... Um, it was a business uh, reality show. They dropped off all these business owners from uh, Europe into a country they nobody had ever been to, knew no one, and they had to get a business up and running. And you know, not not to showcase our business a little bit, but what one of the things somebody did is they they looked up BNI because it was this worldwide organization. Got involved, visited a chapter, and just started networking with people and explained the situation and. I think I would take the same step. I think that people do want to help others. As much as we see out there, you know, all the bad news, all the bad things going on, I think innately we really do like helping other people. We enjoy the, the feeling that is giving, whatever it is. You don't have to give money, but giving back and helping others. And I think I would try to find an organization that seemed like it had that mindset and just start networking with people and get some people around you. Um, I think when you, when you have people around you, it just motivates you to keep going and doing what you, what you want to do and realizing that we're not on our own. So I would, I would get on my laptop. I would try to find those organizations, see which ones, you know, look at research, their philosophies and results and how it works. And I would take my $500 and try to join. They should really make a reality TV show here in the States with just this premise. I would love that. Wouldn't I think it'd be great. Oh. I re that's a great idea. Well. So, Tim, you have just given us some great actionable advice this entire interview, and we are all better for it. Give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, then tell us where we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. All right. 
Uh, for people who are entrepreneurs and looking to become more successful, my, my word of advice is to surround yourself with other like-minded people. Get out there and actively be networking with people and building relationships. That's what it's all about. Go out there and actually look at how you can work well with others and how you can give to them. Take a, a giver's first philosophy. Um, you know, what can you provide to others before you start going out there and trying to figure out what you can get from them? And if you can create that group around you and surround yourself with, with people who share a same level of passion, obviously their passion will be different in a different focus, but that are passionate about what they do, you guys can all become more successful together and learn how to do that effectively and efficiently. And uh, you can contact me right through the successthroughreferrals.com site or tim at successthroughreferrals.com. Tim, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise, your experience. Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. Fire Nation, are you ready for some more incredible audio? Audible is offering Entrepreneur on Fire listeners a free audiobook and 30-day membership. I recommend Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. This is a must-listen for every entrepreneur. This offer is for a limited time, so jump on it at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. Thank you for joining us at entrepreneuronfire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.